Hello and welcome back to Off The Crossbar Podcast with myself, Regan, and as ever, it's bread. We're back for the new season. Yeah. <laughs> just excitement is finally here as the Premier League is just around the corner for us. It's just nice that we're finally at the start of it. It's got to be a good one. Got a yes. good, just very good feeling about it and I don't think there's any better way to start than with some of the fixtures that we're going to be seeing happening this weekend. Yes, but before we get on to Premier League stuff, it's obviously been the biggest talking point of the last seven days and that is Lionel Messi has officially signed for Paris Saint-Germain. I mean... Still weirdly not sounding as normal as it should be. I don't think it ever will do. The timeline has been broken. This man was supposed to retire at Barcelona. <laughs> or play one final year at uh, uh, New or Old Boys. It's just... There's no normality left in the world. Like, I don't need... There's nothing like, left. I think... It's dead. Go on. It's just dead. Yeah. The world is dead. Everything yeah. we knew about football is dead. <laughs> it really is. I mean... Even because I don't think he's going to be playing with PSG uh, against Strasbourg this weekend, although I could be wrong. He, um, he is an alien, he'll probably be 100% fit for all we know. <laughs> yeah, but when you do see him play for that very first time, it's going to look so, so bizarre. It's weird enough, all the presentation stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, fair play to PSG, they milked the shit out of them. <laughs> of course. Who wouldn't? He's I'd the admi- biggest star I'd admire their media team for their drive to just shit out the entire football Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It was absolutely yeah. incredible. Um, but yeah, but so yeah. it just still doesn't feel right, does it? No. Nah. Although, although, kind of admire the meaning in the number 30. Yeah. Um, he said that he's gone back to number 30 because that was the first number he was handed when he made his Barcelona debut all the way back in 2004 I've always translated as Neymar didn't want to give it up (laughs) well no there were some rumours saying that Neymar was literally saying Messi here you are I will do anything and everything to have you back on my team incredible signing for PSG signs on a two year deal with the option of a possible third and Apparently will earn 35 million euros per season, which is just astronomical numbers. Of course, it's Lionel Messi, and it just makes obvious that Barcelona couldn't buy that. Yeah, well, I've seen a lot of stuff where even if you talk like an 80 to 90 percent wage cut of what he was earning at Barcelona, they still couldn't pay him due to the fact of how oh far over the salary cap limit they are it's also so, just a La Liga rule is that you're not allowed to cut a player's contract by more than 50% yeah so it was like he could um, just play for free mm. just weird because people were like there was the odd little bit of blame towards Messi yeah whereas like look at the press conference does that man look like he wants out no and when you realise it, like, even without Messi I think they're still on their salary cap when they're supposed to be at 70% so there's been a lot of talk this week that their new signings Memphis Depay 
Emerson Royale and Eric Garcia won't be able to play for him this week. Obviously, Aguero's out injured and there's rumours that he will never play for Barcelona and that he will be gone, whether it's uh, the remainder of this window or come what January, unless they get these players sold. That whole press conference, other than the messy parts, which is horrifying and sad, I just couldn't watch it. Mm. It's just funny that he's there so it's farewell and all those players are sat there with at least 50 million in wages that probably could have helped him stay <laughs> oh yeah just, just hilarious shouldn't be hogging them <laughs> should we tell him it's your fault <laughs> yeah you're the reason I'm leaving well not not, not them in particular don't don't throw well, yeah. at them no, or Bartomeu <laughs> yeah Bartomeu just it shows how piss poorly he ran that club said it off on that <laughs> it's, it's, it's mind baffling there the fact that A we won't see Messi ever again in a Barcelona shirt and B the wages that they're having to pay and the fact that they're not able to register their new signings is just ridiculous I mean it just screams back to what 2013 when Atletico Madrid themselves had uh, some financial trouble uh, not obviously as bad and they had signed Martin de Michaelis and within I think two weeks he was sold because he couldn't play for them and he joined Manchester City yeah. well in a way that still worked out they won the league that season <laughs> yeah so Which, there's that hopeful Ronald Koeman side and- Honestly, PSG signing Lionel Messi. Maybe now they might just have a chance at winning Liga. (laughs) I mean, let's face it: if they don't piss this league this season, (laughs) and the Champions League as well, just everything. Yeah, they really, really need to. Like, who do you blame then? Do you blame Pochettino for being a failure, or do you blame this PSG team? You blame the weakest player. (laughs) That's what you do. You always. (laughs) Find a scapegoat. Yeah. Well, we all know the likes of Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe aren't going to get the blame for it. Yeah, like, you just don't know. blame it. Stuff going public with Mbappe, apparently not even being fully interested in being there. But who knows? Well, yeah, because on Mbappe's situation, just, he's got. The bigger piece to is I just hope their stadium is big enough, considering that about 80% of Barca's fan base is now joining them. I think all of Barca's fan base have joined. I swear I did see a pic, it was from the the presentation, there was a guy in a Barcelona shirt and someone had found a picture of him. It looked like the same guy from years back. Hmm. A different presentation, same shirt. And it was this one as well, it's like, oh God. And I've even seen stuff on the news, they had to caption one book they spoke to as Lionel Messi fan. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, yeah, just everything I hate about football yeah. and don't you try and defend it because you're just as bad oh god no I wasn't going to try and <laughs> you're defend American sports <laughs> but yeah it's crazy I mean I've seen a lot of stories this week saying um, the shirt sales of Barcelona since Messi's official presentation as a PSG player has gone down by like 80% they're even struggling to sell tickets for their league opener this weekend so it's going to be a long old season for Barcelona and especially even more so with the fact that they won't be able to register some of their players so Ronald Koeman's got a very hard task 
her on his hands this season. Yeah, it's just been sad like, seeing all the, you know, the big like branding around the new camp. Yeah, it, it's not all the rest of it's here because he's the middle player. It's just him, like invisible now. It just looks sad. That yeah, whole side just... just looks sad. I think what's even more sad. This is this is almost uncanny. <laughs> Two years ago, on the day of we're recording this, I visited the new camp and did the tour. <laughs> <laughs> just what a coincidence! It's it's just going to be weird, isn't it? Yeah, like, it, which is even weird as well. It's in the stuff today. Apparently, that they do camp as uh, like safety tests, and they've found as like hundreds of like deteriorations in the ground. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because there has been a it lot. It definitely of... doesn't surprise me considering I saw it two years ago. <laughs> it does look a bit yeah. of a wreck. Mm, and there has been a lot of talk, and I don't know whether they are going to do it. Uh, Rebuild the stadium and make it all modernized. Not, they're uh, not rebuilding the whole thing; they're just giving it a roof and make. Yeah, like. But can uh, they even afford to do that now? <laughs> Unless Who that's knows? where all the money's gone, and just, which is probably likely. Yes. It's just, um, just weird. It just feels like the tide has turned this week. It's like the balance of power in football. We've been so used to seeing it be Barca, Real Madrid. Bayern I've put up there as well yeah this season it feels like it's PSG Man City Chelsea yeah I was going to say I tend to put Chelsea in there as well on mm. paper they're the top guys now yeah I mean just before we move on um, a final thought so whenever the first things uh, as well, but you carry on. when uh, El Clasico rolls around we all know what the main talking points are going to be. This is going to be the first El Clasico without Messi and Ronaldo in it since 2002, 2003. And straight after that game, the viewing figures are going to be talked about. So we have to wait until the 24th of October to find out. It's weird because I think the first one will still be fine because it'll just be that intrigue of, oh, look how dead these two teams are now that they're super-powered players. Yeah. Well, yeah, the and second one will be a bit damning. Yeah, massively. Um, right. I just wanted to add the last one thing because while we're all slightly sad, we're still quite intrigued about Messi and Liege one. I feel like this. Like you remember that season? Was it back twenty twelve when he scored ninety one goals in a calendar year? Which is yeah, it's amazing. That's a thing we should celebrate. We're not gonna if he does it again in the odd chance that it happened. They're not going to put an asterisk side. Yeah, but he was playing in League One. <laughs> Farmers League doesn't so count. Better league, better league than La Liga right now. Oh, of course it is. Unless PSG the... didn't win the league last year, it's hardly a Farmers League. It's piss easy for them. Yeah, could be a challenge. But my thoughts were just expressed very clearly by the breast manager Michel de Zacharian. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do remember briefly seeing them. I remind uh, people they saw I haven't seen it. He said, we say that we have a shit league, but if we manage to bring in a player like that, it would be exceptional. I'm not going to be polite here, but he gives me a hard on. <laughs> <laughs> I love his honesty, absolutely. There's just uh, no, there's almost no coincidence that it's the manager of Brest. 
Yes, <laughs> which is very witty. Um, but yeah, it's an incredible move for Messi. Liege one's few figures are going to go up. I mean, I've seen as well that PSG sold out of Messi shirts within like the first couple of minutes of him being it, announced. It, it was they put them on sale at ten o'clock, and they sold out at ten o'clock. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It's going to be the most popular shirt in if sport. You, if you this somehow year. got a shirt, you've got the quickest fingers I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Imagine all the refreshing that would have been done. <laughs> That's a lot of F5s oh. that have been broken over the weekend. Probably a lot of fans just uh, had it like pre-ready because you know when you, instead of actually having to click the player's name, you can just type I, it in I, yourself. I could never commit like that. That's probably why I never get to go f- to things. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, incredible stuff. And let's see how he does get on in Liege 1 this season. Right. Yeah. Premier League. Because there are games this weekend. <laughs> yep. We'd see the return of the top flight in English football. It's been, what, three months since we last saw a game? But if you count the Euros. No, I mean club football-wise. Yeah, club football three months. Been the Champions League final. Yeah, that was feels like a lifetime ago now. That Champions League final. Weirdly, weirdly so. Mm. Um, Obviously, we don't need to preview every game. We've sort of got mm. ourselves a title constraint, so I'd like to go through specific ones, and I feel we have to start with the opener that is, as of, well, for the release of this podcast, it would be tonight. Mm-hmm. Brentford versus Arsenal from the Community Stadium in Brentford. Obviously, it's the Bees' first time in the Premier League, and they have finally got up to the Premier League, and... I'm excited about them this season, and okay, like, like you said before, yeah. If you've somehow never watched Brentford football, you're gonna be either shocked or just very, very surprised. Definitely. <laughs> this, this isn't this isn't gonna be a team that's just in it for the laugh. They're gonna attack this just like they would do any championship season. They're here to stack. Yeah, and they're gonna put up some very interesting games. Um, and I think this is the I don't perfect think it's start be, for them. This is a good start for them. I don't think they're going to be like Leeds, for instance. No. It's not going to be that drastic. But also, I think Leeds had a better squad when they came up. But yeah, Brentford have their style, and they've just perfected it. Doesn't matter who the mm. manager has been. Every time, they've stuck with it. Yeah, I always think it was really well. like how Swansea were, a little bit. Yeah, they didn't seem to go out of the way to make themselves like a Premier League team they just stuck to what they knew and it worked really well for them at least for the first two or three seasons it did yeah um, Arsenal on the other hand it's going to be a big season for Mikel Arteta and co this year I mean obviously no European football for them at all and the likes of Saka and Smith Rowe obviously going to be key to them you'd say and they've made a few signings in Ben White from Brighton, Nuno Tavares uh, Laconga as well I, I'm just not convinced on Arsenal and I think today's game can prove case and point of what a long season I think it's going to be for Arsenal Yeah, and yeah, if they go and win this in like convincing manner they probably should calm down a little bit because if they remember how they battered Fulham 
and then the preceding season went terribly. Yeah. So, you know, they they could look like world beaters in this. <laughs> it's always the way for Arsenal, though. They look like real class and potential title challengers for like the first two, three weeks of the season, and then normality just sets in for them, and then they just go diabolical. Yeah, actually, I, I I don't know how this will go really, because no one does at this time. Like it's the unknown. That's always the beauty of the opening game. You could say, oh, well, they've got better squats. Really, we mm. don't know. It's no, it is the unknown for the first couple of weeks of the season, and that is, like you said, what makes it very interesting. Um, another game I want to have a look at this weekend is the Saturday afternoon. Uh, clash between Manchester United and Leeds United. Obviously, Man United have made uh, two very big signings. Obviously, one as a time of recording hasn't officially been confirmed. Um, that is Rafa Varane. But yeah, I think it's going to be an exciting time for United. Um, a lot tougher challenge for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side this season. There's going to obviously be the need and want for a title whether that's league, form-wise, or uh, winning one of the cup competitions. And Leeds United, uh, on their part, they're going to look to build on a very successful first season back in the Premier League. And I think their main thing they need to do this season is not concede as many goals. Yeah. Basically, just carry on from where you left off. Mm. Because they seem to sort out their defects, like lapses... And yeah. it, it benefited them because they ended up getting the top half finish in the end. Yeah, that definitely did prove uh, more suitable for them towards the end of the season. Uh, I think it's going to be a close tie. I don't think it'll be like the first time these two met last season where I think, if I remember correctly, finished 6 2 or 6 3 to Manchester United. You're saying that? I'd love it to end like that. Oh, yeah, I mean, who wouldn't love that for the second game in the Premier League season? I'd love it to end like that the other way, just for the pure banter of talking to you, I'm on Oh, Jesus Christ, no, thank you. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be a very close-knit game, I think, uh, and we're not expecting many goals personally from this game. Are you expecting a Sancho start? How's he looked in pre-season? He's done all right, um, but... Uh, I don't know whether he... I think he might start. I think it'll be him and Lingard out wide uh, for this opener. And I don't know whether... I don't think he'll play the full 90. I think it'll be one where he gets maybe 60 to 70 minutes of the game. It's weird in that whole statement. The weirdest thing you said was he might start alongside Lingard, which I know as amazing as he was for West Ham. In fact, he's a starter for you still in 2021. Yeah, well, we can't have Rashford because he's out injured, and sure. I don't know. I don't know whether he starts Dan James or does he have Martial out on the left and then try someone new up top because obviously Cavani's not back uh, yet due to tra- travel restrictions. What's wrong with Little Mason? Yeah, yeah, he might do that. He might have Greenwood up top and then have Martial and. Sancho out wide or Marshall up front and Does he Sancho. even put some trust in some of the youngsters that was impressed like Alanga? No, I don't think. I think there may be amongst the substitutes, but I don't think we'll see 
the likes of Alanga, Medjbury, or uh, Shortier be uh, amongst the starters. So you said for someone like James Garner as well. Supposedly one that you, they get all hyped about. Yeah, he's a really good youngster, but I think there's another loan needed for him before he is amongst the first team regularly. Um, but I would like to see a lot of them youngsters involved throughout the season, and obviously we know what Manchester United are like. They do tend to use their youngsters a lot throughout the season. So it's going to be a very interesting game, that and... I'm expecting a close one. This is the United way to use the academy. Yes. Apparently. <laughs> um, if any of the three o'clockers taking you well, picking? Dare I say the obvious one of Watford against Aston Villa. Yeah. From the Villa perspective, I'll go first, but don't know what to make of it because I'm not even certain whether it'll be our best starting eleven. There's issues of Leon Bailey not even trained yet due to God. self-isolating. Yes. I, I think he's only just come back to training, if he has come back today, as is the rumour. Hmm. Watkins apparently got a slight injury in the last pre-season game. Ebby Buendia might be dealing with a slight injury as well. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, slight concerns that we're sticking with Al Ghazi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he delivered last season, but we kind of have to move on. <laughs> yeah. But who cares about Danny Ings up front? Which is still a mental thing to say. It really is. Um, it's going to be an incredible uh, season, I think, for Aston Villa in terms of like the options that you have. And like we said on our Premier League predictions uh, episode which you can go check out now on our YouTube channel you don't expect Villa to be done this season with signings and maybe still get a couple more in there's the odd names that are rumoured, obviously War Price mm. is one, there's another that's supposedly closer but I don't know much on that yeah so in terms of, uh, just say, in terms of opposition we could face first. Watford isn't the worst one, but nor is it the best one. You always kind of do, and you don't want to play the newly promoted team. Yeah, it's gonna. I feel like this game is gonna be such a scrappy affair. Not like in terms of loads of challenges and fouls, but uh, it's gonna be on a knife edge the whole ninety minutes, and it'd be one of them where I think like a late goal, maybe even in stoppage time, nicks it for either side. I think it's gonna be that close of affair. Um, Watford, though, themselves have announced that a few of their players won't be uh, fit for this game. They've announced that uh, Josh King isn't uh, fully fit yet after he uh, was injured. Um, João Pedro is also out of this game and uh, Nathaniel Chalabert will also miss the game due to illness. So we won't get to see, obviously, Watford's new signing in Josh King up front, but that Watford squad is going to be a very interesting one. Can I, I just add secretly the comments that it would be quite happy. He doesn't want to be saying that's Mings to Kit to Ings. And now, uh, oh, stolen by King. <laughs> yes, that would be a, a tongue twister. Um, You've seen well, obviously tongue twisters just yet. <laughs> <laughs> the main talking point for Watford, though, is goalkeeper-wise, who starts in goal 
because Dan Bachman had an incredible second half of the season for Watford and Euros with Austria. But then obviously you've got Ben Foster who does have that Premier League experience and it'll be interesting to see what way uh, Cisco Menez does line up for this opener against uh, your Aston Villa on Saturday. We all know what has to be done. For the content, it has to be Ben Foster. I don't know whether he's allowed to go for in the goal, actually. In the well, we, we have to find out. Yes, uh, we'll select the content either way, anyway. Right, um, Sunday's fixture, obviously, everyone knows the big game of this weekend sees Tottenham take on Manchester City at 4.30 from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But Harry Kane is still set to be in a white shirt for this game. I feel like we could, yeah. We'll we'll go to the predictions thing later, but there needs to be another specific prediction added. And it's how many times is Sky going to cut to Harry Kane sat on the bench? You think he's on the bench for this one? If come on, <laughs> it's hard to believe him out completely. Nah, he'll start. He's not starting that game. No way. I no way. I think he does. I mean, cool if he does. But we all know if he's on that bench, it's going to be endless camera cuts to him on the bench. Yeah. Um, obviously, Man City, key signing that they've made over the past week, week and a half, being Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. He's obviously had a few training sessions with Villa now and uh, City now and was involved in their community shield game last week against Leicester City. It's going to be the first time we get to see uh, Nuno Espirito Santos Tottenham Hotspurs, which is going to be interesting to see how they line up this season under Nuno. There's just so many tricky points for everything this weekend. Hmm. But this game, this is the half full kickoff, is it? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, that makes it simpler. <laughs> no, we're not having that from the same as last season, please, oh, God, no. Of course it is. It's happened for at least four years now. True. Well, I'm expecting this one to be a proper exciting one. It would better be. <laughs> yeah. Um, team news-wise, um, I would expect Sun to be amongst the starters for Tottenham. There's no news of He started whether... up front, what about? <laughs> <laughs> There's no signs of whether uh, new centre-half Christian Romero will be starting in amongst the defence, though you probably would expect him to. And... Uh, Obviously, Pierre-Luigi Gallini probably won't be in goal. It will more than likely be Hugo Lloris uh, for this one. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, is Pep just going to shit out his way and just bench De Bruyne? <laughs> I'm, I'm, one thing I learned from last season uh, when we were playing fantasy uh, football, which we'll get onto later on in the episode... Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to predict Manchester City's lineup is like trying to predict the lottery numbers. You do not have a Solomon Kalu as to what Pep Guardiola will do. Is that is that another fantasy spoiler for your team? Then? <laughs> no. I'll let you uh, think think of that in a bit. Um, but yeah, exciting weekend. Premier League's finally back, and let's have a look at elsewhere amongst. Uh, the Premier League as we do our predictions so this season we have changed our rules as to how the Premier League predictions will work so it's three points for a correct score and one point for the right team 
wrong score. So say if we predict Man United to win 3-0 this weekend and they win 3-1, then we still obviously get a point for that. Uh, we don't get any points for a draw or anything else. So it's just, just wrong prediction, nothing. Yes. See, so much more simplified this year. The odds says you were a listener last year. So much easier. Yes. But the so extra incentive what... comes from what I think you're about to explain. Oh, we're going to do that. Oh, we're doing this. That's what the fantasy comes in. Oh, we'll get onto that in a second. Um, a reminder, though, for last season, Brad finished on 128 oh, points and that. I finished 168 points. So, uh, what are the six games you've got for us this weekend? I guess you should say as well that we will now be alternating each week of who chooses the six games. It's my week for the start. I thought it'd be fair. Why not? <laughs> yes. So, the first one, and I felt like it was only nice to put the opener in, Brentford against Arsenal. Um... Ooh. I'm going to go 2-1 to Brentford. Oh. Bold already. Yeah. Then again, I can't complain. Because I've gone for an early Desmond. Ooh, Desmond 2-2. Yeah. Game number two. What are the three cockers? I've gone for Leicester and Wolves. Ooh. That's going to be a feisty game. Um, I think Leicester win this 3-2. High score. Yep. I've got the 2-1 to Leicester. Okay. Game three. It just had to be Tottenham versus Manchester City. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Man City win this game 3-1. So I've took into account the half full kickoff and these two teams. This will end 2 0 to Man City. Okay, what have we got for our remaining three games then? Well, as people may not know, the rotating three can be European fixtures. You can even have just a random wild card pick if you'd really want to. I've got the three straight out European games this week. Okay, not a random Australian league game like we had last hey, season. They, there's plenty of time to travel down under. <laughs> so the first one, I've gone with one of the Bundesliga openers in Borussia Mönchengladbach against the champions Bayern Munich. Ooh, that, now that's going to be a very interesting game because yes. Bayern Munich haven't won a single game in I, I read that earlier, that was, that's baffling. Yeah. Um... No, well, because of fraud. Is he on fraud watch? Not just yet. Uh, but I'm expecting Bayern to win this 2-1. Interesting. So you say 3-2 Leicester of Wolves, I'll say 2-1. You say 2-1 for this one, and I'll say 3-2 to Bayern Munich in this one. <laughs> very, very uh, coincidental. Yeah, uh, the second one, I've stayed in the Bundesliga because I think there's another very intriguing opening fixture and it involves Borussia Dortmund facing mm-hmm. Eintracht Frankfurt. Ooh. That is going to be a very, very uh, good game. Tough one um, as well, considering Dortmund don't always get the best of Frankfurt. 
no, it's going to be a very tough game for them. Um, obviously, it's going to be interesting to see how Dortmund do cope this season without Jade and Sancho, and how many goals will Erling Haaland score this season? Which is going to be minimum of forty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he just just score goals. Well, we could we could speak on Haaland a bit if you want, but I could talk forever about Erling Haaland, but. Um, I'm going to go with Dortmund to win this 2-0. So I also back Dortmund. I'll go 2-1. Okay, and the final game of the predictions for this weekend. Well, what have you gone for? It's only fair, really, isn't it? Considering La Liga also starts this weekend. Barcelona play Raul Sociedad. <sighs> it is at um, the camp now. As well. Jesus. I'm going to go with 2 1 to Sociedad. Oh, he's went there. Yeah. I've also gone there. Same scoreline. Same team. Real yeah. Sociedad are going to win 2 1. Okay, so we will obviously look back on our predictions on our Monday show where we'll be recapping all the weekend's action and the big talking points from across the world of football right um, time to have a look at our fantasy teams for the Premier League this like season reveal the fantasy this is new oh yes um, so obviously each week myself and Brad will be going head to head as we see who can come out better on the fantasy Premier League uh, website yeah. so well explain we'll start the, off with, I feel like we need to explain the incentives of this before we go on because the winning person each week gains an extra point for the predictions league yes and I feel Which like I feel like something needs to be added for the end of the season about if you win overall how many points are we saying uh, I was thinking five around that mark five or ten an extra five points extra five points for the Yes. It might mean fuck all, but who cares? <laughs> and it might be a little trophy as well. Oh, is there a little trophy now? <laughs> Interactive trophy. <laughs> yes. Um, so we'll start I've off. I've got enough of them, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> What's your team name for the season? Oh, you want me to start, do you? With that? Yes. Well, see, I've got a lot to build on. Considering my team name last year was from one of my favourite film trilogies. Yeah, Lord of the Mings. Did pretty well last year. I've got similar, but uh, you know, this season. Have you dropped the M and just called it Lord of the Inks? See, that's just too simple, isn't it? Because I mean, you are simple. Because while Mings is still a thing, this season I feel like I'm just going to be saying a lot with my team. My team name is Mings and Ings things. Mings and Ings things. Mings and Ings things. <laughs> no, that is. A tongue twister and a half. Which you did right, I had a then. different one before I came on it until I went with it. I felt I had to go Villa right. But the one before yeah. I, that I had before was so much better. But I couldn't have it. Hmm. Well, for my team name, it's gone with based on two players that I have in my fantasy team. And that's It'd be awkward when you transfer them out then. Well, one of them probably <laughs> will get transferred out because he's only a couple million. And that is, are you sure about that? 
and see Christoph Ayer, the new Brentford signing, and obviously Luke Shaw. I, thought, yeah, to me, well. I think you could have got something better out of Jordan. Are you? Are you? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, but I'm expecting at least to see Christoph Ayer play a lot in Brentford team. So like one of the ones that I always came with. It was United, right? It, so I think you'd like this because I, as, as I said, I'm a massive film guy. And I like mm. a bit of Harry Potter. <laughs> Although, don't recall one of the spells being Lingardium Leviosa. <laughs> oh. Poor from you there. Poor? That's a beautiful one. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> uh, right. Let's go through our teams. Uh, we'll go through position by position. Yeah. Uh, so, who are your two goalkeepers to start off two with this weekend? I feel like we should go for a starting team. Okay, go for your starting eleven then. Okay. Well, starting goalkeeper. My starting goalkeeper mm-hmm. is Big Emmy. I've also gone with Big Emmy. Yeah, everyone's gone with him. Yeah. After an incredible first season at Aston Villa, Arsenal are now regretting selling him as they are in search for a backup keeper themselves. And yeah, Ramsdale's not co- available yet. Yeah, and won't be for the price you want. It, it would for. be a top shit area of the fans of the FPL to just make Ramsdale one million more expensive than Martinez. <laughs> yes, um, and he's a Copa America winner as well now. Hemi Martinez, it's the best goal in the world, mate. <laughs> Don't know where I'd go quite that far yet, but he's had a excellent past twelve months. Uh, who's your defence then? What defence? So. Well, for Bayshon, I'll say this for Bayshon, just uh, it's free four three. I mean, I've just left it as a four four two for now. Oh, you boring bastard! <laughs> so my three at the back: Reese James, okay, Virgil Van Dyke, and Luke Shaw. That's a very very nice back three there. Uh, my back four: I've also gone with Luke Shaw. Does it surprise me? I've also gone with Vladimir Soufal of West Ham United. Interesting. I've gone with Ben Fifty Million Pound White. See, that's risky. And I've also gone with Big Ezri. Oh, I almost went with Big Ezri, but yeah, no. Yeah, I think he's going to have a, another cracking season. He'll probably go in at some point. And hopefully get into the England squad at some point this season. Should be in the next one. Yes. Uh, on to your midfield now. Okay, my midfield four. I'll start with the one that you'll like. Bruno Fernandes is in. I mean, that. I think everyone's pretty much got him in their mm. team. Got with Kai Havertz. Interesting. Got with Mason Mount. Understandable. And my fourth midfielder is Yuri Tielemans. I like it. Got fair. So, I could have went obvious and went with uh, Salah, but I didn't yeah. want Yeah. Well... I've got three of the names you just mentioned. I do have Mo Salah in my team. That doesn't surprise me. And I've kept him for this weekend as they're playing Norwich. Yeah. I've got Bruno Fernandes in there, obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you have Bruno in there? I have gone with Yuri Tielemans. And my fourth midfielder, who I think is massively underrated, Pierre-Emile Hoiberg. It's a solid option. Yeah, I just didn't want to put it really against because he's playing Man City. Mm, that stopped me from putting something on players in. Okay. 
And your forwards are? This is the ultimate front three from last season of fantasy mm-hmm. football. Danny Ings is obviously in there because I don't know a single player that hasn't put Danny Ings in there. <laughs> yep, obviously. <laughs> he sticks Fire his them. hand up. Yeah, he... I put in Leicester's magic man, Kalechi Iheanacho. I was on an iron about him. I have faith. And I've gone. We've probably my more wild card option of the bunch. Because I've put Ivan Tony in there. I've also put Ivan Tony oh, in we've mind. Got, we've taken a risk. I mean, someone's got to score Brentford's goals this season. And if he's <laughs> as deadly as he was last season for them in the Championship, he's going to score a hell of a lot of goals. Uh, my other striker is the other Tottenham player who there's been a lot of talk about. And I have gone with Harry Kane. You still with him then? Yeah, I think he's going to play. It's going to be bad for you when he's on the bench then. As long as he comes on at some point and gets some points, I'm happy. It's, uh, uh, who's your captain? Mo. Oh, yeah, yeah you said that. But Ings is mine. Interesting. It's going uh, to double this weekend. <laughs> who have you gone for on your bench then, your bench. four bench players? Bench. I'll leave the goalkeeper till last. Well, I think everyone knows who it is. <laughs> yeah. Because I've also done the same option if you've done what I think you've done. Is it? It's Aaron Cresswell. Okay. Jack Harrison. Yeah. And I've got with Ashley Young. Okay. That was quite surprising. I still think he's got a part to play this year. Yeah. Uh, well, goal, goalkeeper, it, 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 yeah, I'm going to leave because we know who it is. We'll wait for you to say it. <laughs> yes. So my bench, I've gone with Christophe Ayer, just because of team name, and he was one of the cheaper defenders out there. I've gone with Emile Smith-Rowe. I think he's going to have a really good season with them. And I've gone with one of Norwich's new signings, all the way from the United States of America. Uh-huh. Joshua Sargent. You, you've done that for the price. <laughs> That's just to get Salah and Fernandez in the same team. And Harry Kane. 5.5 million exactly. for Josh Sargent. So many you know, three twelve million players. Yes. Just, yeah. And obviously, the most selected keeper. Second this most selected se- keeper. I'll actually give is he? Yeah, Martinez is first. I've just checked. Okay, well, the second most selected keeper. 27.6% of fantasy Premier League players have selected him. Get the go for the fantasy <laughs> Exactly. Ben Foster. He's uh, everyone's keeper yep. on the bench. Apart from himself, who he's, he's put himself in goal on oh, his Of course team. he would. <laughs> Why would he not? Yes. Um, I think we've both got very good teams, obviously, for this opening game week. There's going to be slightly, changes throughout the season. I do slightly worry about that Salah captain, though. Why? You're playing Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why I worry a little bit. But well, Salah hat-trick opening weekend. I'm okay if Ings is going to smash it. Yeah. I'm not too sad about or annoyed about yours. I think it's actually a really good squad. And it'll be very interesting to see how we both get on this weekend. Right. Um, any more talking points before we wrap up this weekend? Well, it's weird. We said we were going to talk about the Championship and the European leagues also coming back, but uh, we're quite late on. <laughs> this is yes. But we'll definitely go on them in the review show. 
a hundred percent. Obviously, I'll blame Lionel Messi for this. <laughs> yes. Uh, a reminder throughout the season that the preview show, which is the one we're doing now, will be out on Fridays before the first game of the weekend. And obviously, if there's any midweek action, aka the Champions League, the Europa League, or if there's any big talking points from the week, we will be covering that. And then Mondays will remain our review show of that weekend's games and a look back on all the action from across uh, Europe, the Championship, and in September, the Women's Super League as well, when that returns. Yeah. And until well, Monday. Until Monday. You've you got to enjoy this weekend, aren't you? You lucky bastard. <laughs> oh, I know. We'll reveal more about that on Monday's show. You sure? I think you could say that you're lucky enough to be going to a, a fixture. Well, yes. Um, Can't say which end you're going to be in there. <laughs> in case, just at the odd chance, <laughs> someone spotted you in radio. No. We'll, we'll, wait till Monday. We'll, we'll wait till Monday. Yes. Right, make sure you like, comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to our podcast. Download us and give us a five-star rating as well. And make sure you're following us on Twitter as well, at OffTCPod, for all the latest news and stories surrounding the world of football. Yeah. And until Monday, it's goodbye from Brad. See ya. And goodbye from me. We'll see you soon.